Hello and welcome to Blades Pod. It's Monday, 30th of November. My name is Ben and as always I am delighted to be joined by Andrew. How are you pal? How are you if we forget about football for 10 seconds? Absolutely amazing. That's what I want to hear. If we talk about football, I'm just going to (laughs) be... Well we are going to talk about football. We're talking about United's latest defeat in the catalogue that is this season a 1-0 defeat to West Brom as you probably tell I'm like weirdly quite energised this morning Um, I've been trying to rationalise this or think about it I think I just I kind of just moved into this stage of acceptance I think of like this is probably how our season's gonna go like I don't know I'm not um, not to like write off the season but it's like I think as we said last week I need United to show me that it's gonna change now rather than me just being like well I basically just expect us to lose every time I watch us because that's essentially what we're doing. So I don't know. This, this feels like a better place to be than like, oh my god, this is so depressing. We lose and we never score, and you yeah. know, there's just no, there's no joy in football. <laughs> I messaged that you that didn't I? Like, you know, yeah. I've, just, I've forgotten what it feels like to feel joy at football because we're not going toe to toe in most of these games. We're losing but without scoring almost every single time. Like. We've played that's, that's not, the, the most horrible thing for me is not going down or, or or anything like that. It's that I mean we did compete in this game, which we'll get onto. It's the mm-hmm. fact that we when we don't score, <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't. You know, it's not it's not. There's no how do I put this? I'm not saying there's no hope long term, but there's very little hope when you're watching a game that you're going to get something out of it. Yeah, just like the minute to minute, like, you know, oh, you know, we're on the attack. Is mm. this is this the time that we uh, hit the back of the net? Yeah, I mean, we've scored, you know, we've scored two non-penalty goals in 10 games. I mean, that's Which, just... Yeah, and that's, that is terrible, whichever way you look at it. It's historically bad, yes. I mean, I did actually yeah. look up what the record for the lowest number of goals is in a Premier League season. It's, it is, of course, that historically terrible Derby team. They scored 20 goals mm. in 38 games. We're on four after ten, so um, yeah, 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 yeah. we'll need to score seventeen in our last uh, twenty-eight games in order to surpass that. I mean, that will almost certainly happen. I think you know, just we'll come on some numbers it's, in a bit. Confidently, <laughs> yeah. But right now, it's right now it's kind of hard to see that, and I think that's why I'm at this stage of like slightly energized acceptance of like, well, you know, I, I hope it turns around, and you know, we are only like a couple of wins from safety or something like that. It's just. It's just hard to see where it's coming from, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we've just I mean, had two of the easy... And not easier in terms of West Ham, they're a decent side, but two of the easier games. And now we've got another three ridiculously hard ones coming up. And you're just thinking, yeah, I, I don't want to, like, say... Oh, I don't want to say that's it, but that's it <laughs> <laughs> for me. I think, yeah, I think... I was gutted after the match, I have to admit. Absolutely gutted for a good hour after the match because... Just the way we played, and it was just sort of we, we didn't deserve. We quite clearly, in my opinion, were, were a better team than West Brom, but we lost again. So how can you say that? And I've said that yeah. a couple of times this season where we didn't deserve to lose. And I was gutted because I just think it's really sad watching these players who have given us so much joy in you know Norwood, Fleck, uh, Egan, or Basham, whoever. All these amazing moments over the last four years, all. All sort of get to this stage now where we are overseeing. Uh, we're currently seeing one of the worst ever seasons as a Sheffield United fan, and people will say, "Oh yeah, what about League One and all this sort of stuff?" And yeah, I agree with that. But a win's a win, you know. When you win a game, it doesn't matter what division you're in. You're happy, aren't you? When you lose a game, it doesn't matter what division you're in. You're unhappy. 
we've gone 10 games with scoring two goals from open play and being in front for about half an hour all season. Something like that, yeah. It's a, it's a horrible, horrible experience, and it's really gutting knowing that it's these players who are sort of part of that. Yeah, that's very well put. I mean, yeah, this is a... Sorry, this I'll is... put you down there, aren't I? No, no, no. It's, I mean, look, we, <laughs> I'm just about to say, I mean, this is a result that really does leave us in the mire. I mean, we've we've taken one point from three games against the promoted teams so far this season, and... You know, two of those promoted teams are objectively not good in Fulham and West Brom. They, I would say, they are very, very likely to get relegated alongside us. And yeah, they, you know, I said to you, I think, I think it was you a text, and I said this, this is like a Friday night championship game. It was exciting. Uh, it was a really good game for the neutral. I imagine, you know, end to end action, really. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being sour. When I say I think West Brom will definitely go down with us. Yeah, I mean, you said it to me that, um, uh, and I agree, you, you think we are better than West Brom, but right mm. now they'll probably finish above us because, yeah. <laughs> you know, they just. And it sounds insane, but I just think that everything that's going against us, in terms of, I mean, these chances that we missed are just outrageous. And I think we are better than West Brom. And I think if we, if we, if we both went down with the, with the squads intact and no one bought anyone, I think we'd probably finish above them next season if we got a bit of a run. But we're just on this sort of... It happens to teams that are going down. You, mm. you start off playing poorly. Then even when you play OK like we did, I, I thought we were an all right performance, to be fair. Good performance, to be fair, uh, against West Brom, really. Um, and it still goes against you. And you're just thinking, yeah, this is just not, you know, this is not happening. It just, it does snowball, doesn't it? Um, yeah. I think, I think we've very much moved into the snowball phase of the season. Is what it feels like at the moment. I mean, I was asked for, um, uh, I think it's Express and Star. It's the, you know, Midlands equivalent of the um, mm. Yorkshire Examiner, that kind of thing. I was asked for like a, a match preview kind of thing, and it yeah. was one of the most negative things I've ever written in my life. When I yeah. finished it and sent it off, I was like, "Oh, flipping it! What have I done there?" But I'll just give you the. Um, I was asked for a prediction at the end of it, and uh, I wrote, "We hardly ever score. We always concede, and we frequently lose by a single goal. So a one-nil home <laughs> win looks like the safest bet." And yep. le- I'm not not right very often, but I absolutely nailed that one. Although, having said that, and uh, you you mentioned it there. Oh, the chances that we created in this game. Good Lord, the chances we created. But we didn't take any of them. I, I assume, you know, the majority of, if you're a, um, a Twitter user, I have no doubt you will have seen the staggeringly high XG that United put up in this game. It was over three. It was like 3.3 or something like that. To score zero goals from 3.3 as XG is like almost almost impossibly difficult to do. And yet we yeah. managed to do it. I mean, this and. Yeah, go on. My, my, my dad refused to watch it. <laughs> mm. And he was like saying, what were it like? And I said, look, the chances that we had, they weren't just sort of, oh, it's gone across the box and no one tapped it in. The, the proper, proper chances. Like, there's the, the sort of nine times out of ten, that's going in. There's some tappings almost, aren't they? Or, or one-on-ones. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we, what was the worst miss for you? Because I think we have to call them misses. I know Johnston made some... I think he yeah. made some good saves. I mean, I'd say I think the save were a really good save. I don't think Burke could have done much. You know, when Keen Bryan with his overlap, yeah, incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. With his first bit of overlapping from that side, we've seen all season. We're quite nostalgic, but <laughs> yeah. uh, and then uh, that were a really good save for him. I think the worst one has to be George Baldock. I know it's on his wrong side. You know, in the second half, 
Mm, yeah, I, I, I mean, think so. Who says it was really bad? But what I'll, ha- what I'll, I'm going to slightly stick up for him, and I, I very slightly by saying, it's one of those things that you just hit as soon as it comes to you. He's got no time to think. It's flying across. You take a swing at it. You know, another nine times he does that, he goes in the net. With, hmm. with George's one, I just thought, oh, I mean, I didn't expect him to score weirdly enough because yeah. I just that's the mood I'm in at the moment. With United. I did not expect that sort of weird finish. Yeah, so it gets pulled back to him and it, it, he lets it run to his left foot. He's like, what, eight yards out? He's, it's yeah. just the keeper to be. I mean, He's it's, almost in the net. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty much hit the target, just not directly at the goalkeeper. Like, do it, scuff it, you know, yep. chip it, smash it, whatever. It's going to be a goal. Just just talk me through your how you reacted to this unfolding and then what happened. I jumped up because that's just your natural reaction. Like, I, even though like I'm saying I didn't expect him to score, like I say, he's eight yards out with a, with a free shot. So I jumped up and then I just put my head against my wall <laughs> <laughs> for about a minute and just just shaking my head. I can't because it wasn't just that it was that one chance as well. You know, it, all the chances that we missed, it was just it became like a bit of a joke in the end. I think it almost yeah. like quite funny. In a, in a sick way. I, I definitely laughed a couple of times towards the end. I think there was the one, what was it, like, I think there was one where Brewster, like, met a cross and he might kicked it off McBurney yeah. or Lundstrom or something and yeah, then the rebound yeah, yeah. fell to someone else and, and that was saved on the line. And I was just like... There were three shots that we blocked ourselves. The one with Fleck, which I think we're going in, which hit Brewster on the backside. Mm. The one from Brewster, which hit McBurney, and there was another one from... I think it might have been a header from McBurn. It might have not been going in, but again, it hit our player and went away. <laughs> just yeah. like, like a comedy. Yeah, indeed. I mean, and we started well, I would say. You know, we, we this is one of the few times this season where we've offered a, a threat throughout the entire game, and we yeah. could easily have been I, a I couple. It's the best we've played. I mean, you've got to take into. I'm, let's not make any bones about it. And again, I'm not just criticising West Brom. I think that West Brom team is probably worse than the Norwich team last season. Um, yeah, they are bad, and we're going to definitely bad, caveat bad, bad that later. Team. Um, which I think their own fans would, would, would agree with. Um, so let's not say like, oh, we've arrived, you know, because I think West Brom and us will probably... I'd be really surprised if those two aren't the bottom two. Yeah, this is why... Maybe we'll get onto this in a bit more detail in a bit, but this is why I'm not like, you know, this is the game, we arrived, you know, we were we were so unlucky, you know, any other time we'd have won this game, it's like, well, well yes, in, in a vacuum, yes, that is correct, but West Brom are really bad. They are like, yeah. you know, they They're are the worst... They're the worst defence in the league. Um, you know, the fact that we put up 22 shots against them as we did was like, kind <laughs> of expect that, you know. that's, that's yeah. I'm not saying that's the bare minimum. That's a, that's a good effort, but it's, And yeah. they created a lot against us, which is, really, I don't want to overlook that as well. Really, it was a fantastic really match. As a, as a match, hmm. it, it, it was obviously littered with flaws, especially in terms of finishing and stuff, but... It were a really, really good match. Into I think that we had twenty-two shots. They had seventeen or something like that. Yeah, and that's that's the red flag for me. Um, yeah, is you know, yeah, we we put up a big XG ourselves. West Brom had uh, had two XG against us. Um, seventeen shots. They are one of the worst attacks in the league. Yeah. That doesn't bode well going forward. I mean, we said it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we said it. We were on set pieces in particular. Yeah, we've said it all season long, haven't we? We're just facing so many shots, and they, they tend to be good shots as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it could almost be worse for us, if you like. You know, I yeah. know one point from 10 is not... You can't get much worse than that, but <laughs> yeah. the goals conceded, but the, real, the point that we got 
But let's be honest, we probably should have lost that game in the second half. Yeah, exactly. So this is why I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see us creating chances in this game. And, uh, you know, I, I don't doubt there's a, there's a very realistic reality where we actually win this 3 or 4-1, to be honest, yeah, if, you, yeah, if you replayed yeah. it this way. But that's not what happened. And it's another game gone. It's another three points behind a team that we have to finish above to stay up, I'd say. Um, and yeah, that's what it is. So um, yeah, the, the Bulldog one is the one I come back to as like just stunningly bad. Like, mm. and I think um, I think representative of it. It's so clear. There's a. I mean, I'm not inside these players' heads, but yeah, there is a mental block here. Of course, the there minute. is. Yeah. we are in a rut. There's no way Bulldog like executes that finish like that. I know he's not the greatest finish in the world, but it was just. It was an amateurish finish, but it also it, it was so. I, I was so unsurprised by him doing that in a way. I just I was surprised how badly the miss was, but not surprised that he didn't score. Yeah, and you you know you just look at some of the the other players, just you know heavy touches. I mean, Berger was all over that. In that first half, I think yeah. the first thing he did was this first half terrible. Berger, it's worst I've ever seen him play that. I'd, yeah, the last couple of games he's been close to a non-factor, I think. But I, mean, I think his first touch, he yeah. just sort of like ended up flicking off his boot and then he gets booked trying to make a recovery tackle. Um, McBurney, I think, I think needs a spell out of the team now. I think he's... Yes. It, he just looks all over the place. I mean, he looks... That that shot from McBurney in the second half is the most telegraphed thing I've ever seen in my entire mm. life. And I know it has to go that way because there's a defender the other way. So he has to go in that corner, but there is no conviction. It's almost he's like concentrating so hard to, mm. to just get it on target. He's not even thinking about scoring, if that makes sense. He's almost like, I've got to get this on target. You know, I just get it on target, which is, yeah, it's a good way to be as a striker, but there's just no conviction. It were a really nice high. I don't think it were a great save. Yeah. I think there's a few that are overthinking it at the moment, just uh, you know, just just down to the circumstances that we're in. I mean, I think this is the first time I've really noticed, um, uh, and I, I, I really do loathe, uh, do not enjoy it when people do the whole like amateur body language stuff. But I mean, it was pretty obvious that McBurney was incredibly frustrated in this game. You know, a lot of like flapping arms in the air at most refereeing decisions, all this kind of thing, and. You know, to some extent, I can see the positive of that. Is like he's frustrated. Yeah. Of course, he's frustrated. Like he's not scoring. We're not scoring. We're not winning games. Like you wouldn't want him to be running around with a massive grin on his face, particularly, would you? But yeah, it just <laughs> it just doesn't. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't think he's. I think he would just benefit from not starting at the minute, and and it may well be that we have some better options to be starting anyway. I mean, it's this. You see, I'll, I'll always. Um, you know, I'll I'll defend what McBurney brings to the team uh, in terms of you know physical presence and, and link-up play, which we've seen quite a few time, times already this yeah. season. But, I mean, is it helping us right now? I mean, we've got one point. Like, what have we got to lose by, by losing that from our game? Yeah, I mean, the aerial jewels thing that everyone points to and stuff, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, he, he does win a lot of redders, but it, like you say... Have we created a single chance off any of them? I mean, to be fair, in this game we did. We had a flick on him in the very first second of the game. Yeah, the uh, Burkle was going on. That were about it. He did a header in the second half, which is one of the strangest things I've ever seen. I don't know if you remember that, where he sort of headed it up. Mm. And like, I don't even know how he did it, like physically. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It just, 
I mean, <laughs> I've not played remotely elite sport, but uh, yeah. you know, I used to play. Um, I like used to play basketball till I was like eighteen or something like that. And you do just have. Uh, sorry, this is so boring, but I'm going to tell you anyway, everybody. Got it. Um, <laughs> I just had like you just have games where it's almost like you forget how to run and like how to hold yeah, the yeah. ball and things like this, and you're just like looking at your own hands almost like. Yeah, are these mine? <laughs> like somebody taking them off and putting back on. I, I had a really good season once where I played Sunday League football when I was about fifteen, and there was just one game. I think we lost ten-one or something stupid like that, <laughs> and I could I couldn't do it anything. I couldn't yeah. kick. Every time I got the ball, I'm thinking, right, I'm gonna put this down the line and go the other way. It was just odd, but because like the, we were getting hammered in the game, and this is just a Sunday League game, you know. So, you know, the mentality of the of the elite players and knowing everyone's watching them and they're playing like that must be just horrendous. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, and that's that's what he looks like at the moment to me. He looks like uh, how I felt looking down at my own limbs, like yeah. these, has somebody taking these off and put them on the wrong side, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think I was going to say so. Oh yeah, just finally on on that thing of like, you know, what what do we actually lose if we don't play McBurney now? Like, you know, maybe it's you play two strikers who are maybe better at finishing, and you just accept we're going to have even less possession, that kind of thing. Like, but, but how much yeah, well, of a net loss actually is it? As well, who, who, who mm. does offer more. And he's more confident at the moment, McGoldrick. You can tell he shoots from outside the area and stuff. We all know he's not a great finisher. but And he's not playing anywhere like he was, weirdly enough, last season, even though he looks more dangerous, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, we've got loads of options up front. I'm not saying any of them are good enough or whatever, but, you know, we, we, we can try. I'd be really tempted. I, I, look, Wilder would... You know, he said after the game that we got split open a couple of times on the breaks. We pushed that further forward, but I thought we looked really good with three up front. I have to admit. Yeah, it's just. I know you can't. I know you can't play like that, especially against someone like Leicester next week or whatever. But mm. I won't mind seeing three up front at some point, sort of like a four-five-one-four-three-three sort of thing, just for something different. But I don't know. Yeah, it's. I guess you get to that stage of what have we got to lose, really? Um, yeah, this is it. I just, you know, I, I like the idea of Moose, Burke, and Brewster, for instance, as a three. Yeah. From the off, sort of causing a bit of mayhem. But I, I'm completely well aware that we get absolutely destroyed at the back. But we're getting destroyed at the back anyway, many times. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, and I would, I would, I guess I'd just caution against getting too excited about like, uh, you know, a, a twenty-minute period at the end of a game yeah. against yeah, West oh, yeah, Brom, whether you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I have one, one final thing to say about expected goals because I know everybody loves expected goals so um, after that game against West Brom we now have the 12th best XG in the league which is higher than Arsenal and Wolves if you take out penalties it's higher than Leicester um, and I, I sent you this already so you don't have to pretend to be surprised or horrified as <laughs> I was when I discovered it but um, so just to put this into context, we now have a higher XG than Southampton who have scored 15 goals more than us and have 12 more points. We have both conceded the same amount. They just have an ins- they finish at a really good rate and we really do not. There are only six sides in the league that are underperforming their XG and we lead the way by a massive margin. So Burnley is second most with a three-goal underperformance. We are over eight. That yeah. is insanely bad finishing I was I mean this is it would you would you say that's bad luck or bad technique it's bad technique I, I can sort of go through the games in the fact but look at the last two we've had the chance McBurney um it's the bar it's all that like he did too bad but you know that that goes in with a better striker realistically mm. Lundstrom against Man City when he puts that over and that's got to be on target 
Um, there, uh, McBurney against Liverpool when it's one nil. You know, you get a better striker or, or a striker in better form or whatever. You're winning those games or getting points out of them. Yeah, I'd, uh, <clears throat> I'm leaning bad technique as well, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, if you look at someone like Brewster, I think he had his first shot in in, in United Colours in this game, and you know, yeah. it was a good shot, good twenty yard shot that uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. keeper had to push away. But yeah, that's. I mean, they, they, I'm starting to think a bit back to Watford last season where they, I mean, they were doing it much more consistently than we have. I think we've just had a, a burst in this West Brom game that's kind of bumped us up the numbers a bit. But yeah. yeah, they were like creating chance after chance and not finishing. And you're sort of looking at their team going like, well, you know, Dean is a good Premier League striker. Like you can rely on it for sort of 10, 12 goals. And, you know, they spent all that money on uh, on Saar. You, you figured yeah, you'd probably be a good player. Yeah, so you figure with Watford it was going to turn around at some point. I mean, it... It, it sort of did, but maybe not to the extent that we expected. But I with think those, it did I don't turn know. For Watford, and then they just went another bad run again. I think they were like about five points clear at one point. But yeah, yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, so it's it's weird. Like from a in terms of chance creation, we're basically what we were doing. I'd say we're pretty much at the level we were last season for the the season as a whole. But we're actually finishing worse. It's like McGoldrick is taking his chances this season. But yeah. collectively, we're doing much, much worse. Um, and hopefully that will uh, that will bounce back towards uh, t- towards mean at some point. Yeah. The, the real worries at the other end, mate. It's just, I mean, as I said, that's 17 shots against from one of the worst attacks in the league. That's, uh, that's so worrying. And, and, and I've just thought, absolute classic Ramsdale so far this season in this game. He... He saves a one-on-one from uh, from Call- Callum Robinson, no less. Yeah. So imagine if he'd slipped that one in. And then, of course, we concede a soft goal from the resulting corner from a shot that he had absolutely no chance of seeing until it was practically under his feet. And, and of course, then that one-on-one gets completely forgotten about, and it's all, oh, why has he not saved this? You know, we've conceded from 20 yards again, this kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll look this up. Ramsdale now has the second-highest post-shot XG in the Premier League. Um, which basically means it, me- it measures the quality of on-target shots that a keeper faces and how they do against us. So it's like, does it result in a goal or does he save it? I guess the, sh- the shorthand is how many goals has a keeper saved versus a statistically average keeper. Yeah. So he's the second best in the league now because um, I guess a keeper who's, who's busier has more chance to do well, but they also yeah, have, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they also have more chance to do terribly. So he's I performing. Will... Go on. I've seen, sorry, I've seen a few people sort of. Obviously, he's, he's an easy go to Ramsdale. The, our problems run. He's not even in the top five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Maybe even problems for me. Yeah, he's uh, he's performing about as well as we could expect a, yeah. a shot stopper to do for someone who's and, just and getting he's peppered. In front, he's in front of an appalling defense. There were twice he come. He, he came out. There were that. Remember that dive he did in the first half where he, I think Basham got to the ball before him and he just sort of like did like a Klingsman dive. No need for him to come out there. And then obviously there's another one where he comes out and tries to handle it and drops it. He's trying hmm. to be uh, commanding in his area because we're so bad. And that yeah. doesn't help. I'd love to have seen what Henderson had been like with this defence and we could have compared him in that way because I don't think you can compare them like for like at this particular moment because of how bad we're defending. My guess would be we've conceded about the same amount of goals with Henderson. Yeah, I don't think it would have been far off. Well, I do think Henderson's a better keeper. <laughs> I'm not going to say he isn't, yeah. but I don't sort of... I, I I can't get my head around this sort of, oh, Ramsdale's... Ra-. And it feeds into this narrative of, oh, it's because they've lost Henderson. It's nothing to do with that. <laughs> it's just yeah. really frustrating when I see neutral fans saying, 
well, they've lost Henderson. It's like, oh, just honestly, be quiet, because <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, well, talking of that defence, uh, a surprise start, to say the least. What was your reaction here? I'd like to know your immediate reaction. Uh, I, I, I think I almost dropped. I think I was um, I was about to make uh, make some tea, and I think I almost dropped what I was holding. I was like, is this a joke? Is that? I, I can't remember if it was... I think my brother messaged me saying Key and Brian's playing, and I was like, "All oh, right, he's on the bench." And then you sent me the team. I was like, "Oh my god, he actually yeah. is playing!" Like, I have nothing against Key and Brian, but I highly doubt he is Premier League quality because I think he probably would have played by now if he was. I um, I got about three texts at once. Uh, I, I don't know. I might be listening to you actually on radio. Sheffield <laughs> <I was laughs> Live actually, and I got uh, about three texts at once, and uh, and I was like, oh my! And I genuinely picked up my guitar and started strumming a, a really sad song. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! So you, how you deal with stress and grief? So I mean, why, why did Brian play? It was because uh, Jack Robinson got injured in the war. No. That's no, not true. I, I I told you this, um, and I was wrong. I got told he he, he pulled up in the warm up. Um, I listened to a, a Wilder's press conference after, and he just said that he'd not done enough in training to warrant being on the bench. This is worrying, my friend. This is this is worrying it's times. Strange as well. It's this is I, because someone told me I got a text saying Robinson's injured. Um, and I thought they meant Callum Robinson. I think it takes yeah. you saying, Callum Robinson's out. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was, a, it was J- Jackie Longfrow, as I call him. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's, uh, he was um, it, it was him. And then so, it was cause, so I just thought, well, he's injured. Clearly he's injured, because why the hell would Keane Bryan be playing? <laughs> yeah. And why would Robinson not be on the bench? And then Wilder's interview after, not on Sky. I think, sorry, it was Andy Giddens' interview, not his press conference. Andy Giddens' interview. And he asked him about Jack Robinson. He just said he's not done enough. Yeah, so we're down to... I make this our fifth choice left centre-back of the season. Obviously, O'Connell, um, Ender, Jack Robinson, Ampadu, and we're on to Key and Brian. Yeah. I mean, it's it, not only is it the biggest problem area in terms of like the massive loss of O'Connell, but we're down to, I mean, a, a, probably a League One level replacement now, like a genuine League One level yeah. player. Plugged well, into that position. He was on loan at the bottom of the league, Bolton, last year. Bottom of League One, Bolton. Yeah. Um, what did you think to Brian's <sighs> performance? Do you know what? It wasn't the worst player on the park, but he... I don't know if you noticed, in the first half, every single attack went down that, that yeah. left-hand side there, right? Every <laughs> well, single it, time. As it should, to be fair, because um, yeah, Max Lowe yeah. is uh, not covering himself well, in glory at the minute. Well, I thought worse than Brian, I have to admit. Yeah. Uh, in this game, the one thing I'll say about Keane Bryan is he did that one overlap thing, um, uh, and you know we've not seen a, any defender do that this season. But I'm not I'm not being harsh against him. He's never played at Championship level. How do you expect yeah. him to play at a Premier? Such a bit. Do, I don't know if something's happened with Robinson because Robinson's not Premier League quality. I think we can all accept that. But yeah, that just bizarre. Does Keane Bryan get into any Championship team? Uh. I think by definition, no. The fact that he was on loan at the bottom of League One, and I mean he's twenty, he's twenty four now. I think so. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. He's not. He's not young, young anymore. No, but I don't. I was. I, I, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm, I'm shaking my head, sort of thinking, what, what were we thinking? I mean, I've seen a few people say as well. Is 
with that sort of stuck with that system, like we're sort of that in stubborn with playing three five two, that we've had to put in somebody who is quite evidently not probably not even championship quality. Yeah, um, I will say, yeah, you, you it sort makes of, me uh... think that Robinson was scheduled to play. Sorry, it makes me think that Robinson was scheduled to play, and something's happened. But that's just speculating. Conspiracy time. Get yourself yeah. on Facebook. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I can't honestly say Brian was uh, massively worse or uh, appreciably worse or better than pretty much anyone else that we've played at left centre back. To be honest, I mean, it's it's oh, his yeah. mistake that leads to the one on one I mentioned that lead, ends up leading to the uh, the goal in the end. But yeah, it was. I don't know. I guess it's like I think you, you I think- could. That left-hand side is causing us so many issues, not just with the, the players there, but other players have been pulled out of position to try and cover from it. You like to yeah. vegan and stuff like that, are, are, are trying to do everything. And I think at the end of this season, you know, that's it, well, I'll probably go down and stuff. And I think Wilder will, whether he says it publicly or not, I think he will say that was a mistake, not getting a, you know, a recognised left-centre half in. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost surprised how bigger problem it has been for us i guess um what's uh what's the word on ender any idea he's um i'm a bit worried about this no idea no i, I like i said about i said it on the other two couple of weeks ago someone said he were out for the season i said oh, it's just nonsense but now i'm getting a bit worried again because <laughs> yeah that, like, i mean oh god if you lose him as well i mean i know he's not exactly been like superstar no. this season but i mean it's just further hamstringing us for sure um I'm nicking a bit of content here from uh, from Phil from uh, Four Blades, but yeah. he he tweeted before the game um, that it's our, our weakest starting eleven. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, so don't don't jump on Phil. But yeah. this was his this was his underlying point. Our weakest yeah. starting eleven since we got back in the championship, and I was like, oh, that is a that's a poser. I think that's a good discussion point. Um, so I'm going to discuss it. Yeah. I think he's right. I'm I'm struggling here, you know, from the champ so from what is it, the twenty seventeen, eighteen season onwards. I do think this is our weakest eleven. Um obviously uh, weakest eleven as in the one that played against West Brom. Yeah. Obviously, uh you know, I think you look at our midfield and be like that's a that was a strong midfield, Fleck, Norwood, Berger. Strong midfield. Is it better than Peak, Fleck, Coots and Duffy? Not the way they're I don't know. Not the way they're playing. I mean, yeah. I hate going in on plays and stuff like that, but I think you, you said to me, didn't you, privately, the, the drop-off in Norwood has just been incredible this season. Physi- yeah, the physical drop-off, just to clarify Yeah, sorry, that. yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just, it just seems to have gone off a cliff. Physi- is it, it's just what it looks like, physically, anyway, from where he was last season, yeah. anyway. But looks like an old man running about, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, so, so did you... Um, I put a bit of research in. I, I think this is the closest I can get to a... a, a a team that I think you could make the case for being worse. Um, but the, the flip go on, side... Go let me it... know which one you've got. I've got one as well. So I'm going to go for the... Um, away at Ipswich, what is this? The This is the 10th of, uh, 10th of March, 2018. Jamal Blackman in goal, so that's a step down. We've got yeah. Richard Stearman playing where John Egan plays now. Do yeah. have Jack O'Connell, though, so that's a major plus in the plus column. Yeah. Midfield does contain Fleck, but it also has Lundstrom at the point where he was really bad. Well, not really bad, that's unfair. Where he was, you know, there was question marks about whether he was good enough for the championship. Uh, and yeah. Lee Evans alongside him. And then we've got Ched Evans starting up front. And whatever you think of McBurney or uh, or indeed any of our other strikers, 2018 edition Ched Evans is definitely a step down. <laughs> the, the, the plus column for this team, Billy Sharp in 2018 
I would say is better than either McBurney or Burkey's right now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. As a as a striker, anyway, you still got Flag, yeah. you still got Baldock, Basham, Ender was in good form. Jack O'Connell's obviously the big deal, but I, this is my this is the first eleven that I could look at and go, yeah, actually, maybe that one is weaker than what we played against West Brom this weekend. I've gone Norwich away when we won two one. Uh, okay, go on. I believe. This team is uh, more in goal, which is obviously a drop off. Baldock right back, right wing back, should I say? Stevens left wing back. So yeah, uh, Stevens is an improvement on Max Lowe. Uh, three centre halves is Basham, O'Connell, and Stearman. So yeah, he's better than Stearman, but O'Connell's in there. This mm. midfield is incredible. Well, it's not really, but it's just uh, it's it's the same two as you had in terms of Fleck and Lee Evans, but also Ryan Leonard in there. Oh, okay, this is so, good. Yeah. So I might, I might have beat you there because I think Lundstrom is better than Leonard. And the yep. two strikers are Leon Clark and James Wilson. Oh, see, Leon, this is peak Leon Clark, though, isn't it? Yeah, this is peak Leon. Yeah, we won that game 2-1 as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Clayton Donaldson came up. I thought that was where you were yeah, going with that. Yeah, Clayton Donaldson came on for Wilson. I think that was James Wilson's only goal for us as well. It, it uh, was yeah. his only goal. So, yeah, so, but at the same time, I look at that team, and this sounds ridiculous, really, but... I certainly don't think we'd be conceding as many chances with that team. I oh, know. It's so depressing, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I'm looking like Stevens and O'Connell down that left-hand side. Yeah, Egan's better than Stearman, but Stearman was steady, you know. I, I don't mm. I, I don't see as... Yeah, I, 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 we, don't create, we don't create as much, I don't think, with, that, with Leonard and Evans in midfield. But, yeah, I think defensively we're far better on that team. Even with Simon Moore in goal instead of Ramsdale. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some people telling us. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll get some people telling us we're insane for saying all that. But I well, think, I it's just a... think that left hand side of Max Lowe and Keane Bryan is League One personally at this moment, at least. It's hard to argue with that, to be honest, for sure. Um, what else to say about this game? Musa on the bench gets a, gets an appearance. That was nice yeah. to see. Uh, the pirate is back. <laughs> did pretty well obviously obviously Mr. Sitter but um, he also I believe it was him that yeah. set up the McBurney chance a nice little pass and good bit of movement um, let's talk about Ollie Burke just where has he been I've, I'm so confused I don't want to bang this drum too much because I've talked about it loads on the previous podcast but like he is our most dangerous player this is like not a debate in my mind right now he is the it was only player, player the as well. he's the only player that opposition teams have to worry about and that's obviously a big problem because he very rarely scores and he has this, uh, obviously never scored for us yet, but has this insane record of not winning Premier League games as well, which is yeah. kind of stupid, but there you go. He's playing pretty bad teams, aren't he? But like, you know, within 30 seconds, he's got in behind. He's, he went past the defence loads. You know, it's just like dribbling into the box. Teams can't, particularly lower end Premier League teams, they can't deal with him. And I know it did. We've got nobody else like it. It's really frustrating. Yeah. I think on another day he gets uh, he gets three assists. He certainly could have had a couple. Yeah, he set up um, he set up Bulldog in the first half. Anyway, yep. that shot was blocked on the line, which was another not not great, not on the line, but you know, six yard yeah, box. Yeah, what was the other one he set up? I think it was. Was it not Bulldog in the second half where he pulls it? The, the actual yeah, chance yeah, that he yeah, missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He certainly could have had. It. I remember thinking like he should have two assists. Really, to be honest, just yeah. you know. Through, set up really, really good chances through. I really, really like him. I think we all know, you know, his record's there for you to see in terms of his finishing and stuff. That said, he didn't really have a... I mean, people... I thought the context were a bit harsh on him in that first chance. They were, like, going off as if it were, you know, an easy tapping or something like that. I think he would... You know, he, he did 
he was quite unlucky, really, not just getting off on it. But it's not as if he's getting loads of chances and missing or anything like that. And I think he's been by far our best striker this season. Yeah, like I said, the most dangerous player um, in a, in a yeah. team that lacks dangerous players. Um, yeah, I, I just I think he just has he should just start as every, often as we possibly can, like yeah. until someone else shows me that they deserve to be starting instead. Is it a player that teams have to worry about? And that, I think, is a, is a big deal that we don't have elsewhere else uh, elsewhere in the team. Um, mentioned Brewster earlier. Good little cameo, I thought. Yeah, you know, I thought nice. that's the best he's played that. He got involved, looked up for it as well, I thought. Uh, had a couple of shots and stuff. Should have done better with that chance that fell to Moose after. But I'm not going to, mm. you know, everyone were missing. I probably just wanted to join in. Didn't they? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. but he won tackles and stuff, didn't he? And run around and stuff. And he dropped deep. And I think he showed a lot more of what we can expect from him. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, give me uh, give me Brewster and Burke the next game, or indeed the, uh, yeah. the the fabled front three that you were just talking about. Get the three up from none at the back. <laughs> the thing right. is, well, the, the reason I'm like thinking with three, like a four five one four three three whatever, is I, I've said it last week. I don't think we've got enough good defenders to play three mm. at the back, and I think that's just summed up by Keen Bryan coming in. I, I'm just stunned that that happened. Honestly, do you know what else? Kind of. I mean, I've been, I've said for weeks that this would continue to happen, but I'm still surprised that Lundstrom is one of our more important game changers off the bench. You know, yeah. that, I mean, that's well, the Lundstrom. Yeah, he did, he did, and that's the problem. He is still one of our more important players, as stupid mm. as it sounds. Like yeah. we don't have many, if any, other midfielders that do what he does that has that skill set. And I, look, I we, saying, sorry, go on, carry on. Sorry, but I was going to say we did look at we looked to him as a game changer. We took Brian off and we brought Lundstrom on. That was our. You know, that was our other attacking move after Norwood had gone off for Brewster. It was our attempt to change the game. We're relying on someone who we've very publicly said he can clear off as soon as uh, someone yeah. makes an offer for him or he'll go at the end of the season. Sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, if we, if we do get relegated, I actually think, weirdly enough, the striking positions, uh, we're set. We've got McBurney, Bruce, uh, presuming they all stay, McBurney, Bruce, even Billy Sharp in the championship. I know he's going to be, what, 35 or whatever it is. He'll, yeah. he'll be okay. He'll be a cameo player or whatever. Um, uh, McGoldrick will, will, will chip in as well I'm alright with the strikers I think the midfield needs such a huge rebuilding job because I think mm. Lundstrom's going to go Berg's going to go Norwood should be alright in the championship but he, it, like as, as we've said it's physically it, it's almost like he's just lost it overnight physically and he's never been the fastest or the, the strongest or anything like that but it just seems like he's running through mud or you know I, can, I don't know what's happened to him Flake's just come back. I'm not going to criticise him just yet because it takes him ages to get back into it. It was obviously not at his best. We're desperate for someone in midfield. I mean, whether Luke Freeman comes back or we need like a new Duffy type or whatever. Yeah, Fleck obviously is... Uh, I mean, it's just getting worse around him, isn't it? That's the other thing. He's got you know, Lowe and Key and Brian to to interplay with, if you like. That's, uh, that's I, I feel sorry for anyone down that. Yeah, down that left-hand side. Even Osborne. We, Osborne is not... I don't like seeing Osborne in midfield. I don't think he's going to be any creative enough. But even he... You look at against Man City, for instance. We, we criticise his attacking play. He's got Max Lowe with him. And, and I think it was Jack Robinson in that game, weren't it? Or was it Stevens? Anyway. Stevens. Yeah. Stevens. An out-of-form Stevens, who, who didn't really overlap in that game. What, what, what hope have you got, really? So... Yeah, I'm not going to write Fleck off or anything like that, but I think that midfield needs sorting out whatever happens next season. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, any any final thoughts on other players from this game or anything particularly from it? Uh, no, I think we've picked out pretty much everybody there that, that that's worthy of mentioning. Any players we've not really mentioned is Egan and Basham, and we know what we're going to get from them, don't we? 
Yeah, um, firefighting. Because... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I don't think they're on top form or anything like that, but I do think they're doing more than they, have, they should be having to do. Basham yeah. is having to attack more than he's ever had to attack because there's absolutely nothing down the left-hand side. And Egan is just running around all over the place, not in a in a bad way, because he's aware that we're struggling so much. So yeah. they can't be at the best because we're asking him to do so much. Baldo's another one. Yeah, he missed some easy chances and stuff. But I just feel like we're asking him to do so much from an attacking sense that yeah, it's you know it's, it's going to be it's going to be difficult for him. Yeah, that is true. With with Baldock, actually, he's, I thought he was really good going forward. You know, like some yeah. of his his uh, bits of play into the box, like some of his dribbles and his movement, really, really good. Just the finishing was just comically bad as we I've said. seen a couple and, of people criticising there, there were a thread on the S2 forum saying Norwood and Baldock have passed it and I'm like right Norwood's had a bad season I'm not going to well I've just criticised myself I think if we go down Baldock's one of the four or five players that perhaps gets Premier League interest mm. bottom league bottom of the you know uh, lower end of the Premier League but yeah, I could, I, as a fullback out and out fullback I thought you know defensively he's, he's brilliant yeah fair enough um Let's take a very quick break, and uh, yeah, then I want to I want to come back with some to lighten the mood a little bit, some things to be thankful for with the blade. So we'll, we'll have a quick break, and we'll be back to do that. Quick break to hear from one of our sponsors, and I'm going to talk to you about the people who have the perfect beer for any occasion. I am talking, of course, about Beer Fifty Two. They are offering eight free craft beers sourced and curated from the best breweries. On the planet, all you need to do, go to beer52.com slash bladespod, cover the $5.95 for the postage, they will send you a case of eight free beers. Now, Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. With over 150,000 members, they send a brand new case to every single month. Each month's case has a different theme. And as an independent British company, Beer 52 are passionate about the UK craft beer scene, which they continue to support during this difficult period. If, for example, dark beer is not your thing, you can simply choose the lighter option. Plus, your case will come with the award-winning beer magazine, Ferment, and also a tasty snack. Don't worry, if you change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time. Just go to beer52.com slash bladespod Get your first case of eight beers for five ninety five. That's the word beer, then the numbers five two dot com slash bladespod. Now back to the podcast, and we're back. And uh, actually, one thing I did forget to mention um, is uh, kind of an eventful few days leading up to the game, where uh, news that fans will be back at some Premier League games, but uh, but obviously not ours as a uh, a city in one of the the higher tiers. So. You know, there's a glimmer of hope there that uh, we're starting yeah. along the journey of getting back to grounds, but obviously it's still a ways off. We'll and be then... in League One by the time we get back. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Um, and then what about Jurgen Klopp just randomly taking a swing at Wilder out the blue after his uh, his draw with Brighton? Did you? Uh, what do you make of that? Uh, just Marty Man who didn't win a game. <laughs> For me, that, that's that, that basically would boil down to. I think most neutral fans were sticking up for Chris Wilder. I think the Slavon Village after the game stuck up for Chris Wilder as well in that thing. Mm. It, you know, he dropped points in a game that they should have won, and he's and he's just gone on a bit of a run at everything, hasn't he, Klopp? To be fair, I like Klopp. You know, and, and Wilder's done it before where we've dropped points and he's been really snappy and come out with nonsense and you know. But yeah, that, it, it's just big clubs aren't in their own way. I don't. He said like, oh, I'd have taken. 
Robertson off in the 90th minute. He was struggling. It's like, sorry, mate, I've got no sympathy for you. You can, yeah, you just... can make. As I said, let me just get my violin out for that one. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I didn't even say, yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and I just think, like, you've got, it's all right, you've got, look at our bench, for instance. Why would we want We to... are starting Kean Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could, you know what I mean? It's like, we, we could have made five subs yesterday. Who do we, who do we, who else could, I don't think we'd have made five subs anyway. They're yeah. replacing world-class players with world-class players. It's quite clearly going to give you an advantage that you've already got for for having the best players. <laughs> So just, you know, it's just gonna man, it's gonna dilute the competition even more, and I've got no sympathy for any big club moaning about how many games they've got to play. Yeah, I um, yeah, it's, it's definitely gone down in my estimation. I'm sure it'll be absolute. I'm be terrible news in the club yeah. household to uh, to learn that. this, but <laughs> <laughs> I I really like Jurgen Klopp, and this this surprised me because he because he picked out what you know it wasn't like the interview was like. So what did you think about Chris Wilder voting for this? He, you know, he really was uh, ranting about anything and everything, and it was uh, you know brought up Wilder's name out of the blue. And I should you know we should stress it's not uh, it's not United uh, solely that are stopping this five subs no, no, coming, no. coming in. Um, so yeah, that surprised me. It did also make me think like, right, here we go. Now you know, there's your uh, there's your team talk written. Get out there and uh, and beat West Brom, but that didn't happen unfortunately. No. But yeah, no. cheap shot, Jurgen. Cheap shot. What was he saying? Three subs and one point. Like. All right, yeah, you're like, yeah, all right, mate, we're rubbish. I don't change the, the the fact that, you know, there shouldn't be five subs in a game just because some of your superstars are, are a bit tired. Yeah, I know. Was not uh, was not impressed with that, to be honest. And, uh, I hope Jose wins the league now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right, well, here we go. We're going to finish with a bit, uh, bit more upbeat section. That, um, so it was Thanksgiving last week in uh, in America, Oh yeah, you know, semi-celebrate Thanksgiving in my house because it's a good excuse to uh, make lots of food and watch NFL as well, which I'm yeah. always on board with. So it's a it's a good like warm up to Christmas kind of event. But it did make me think maybe we should just uh, you know use this as a, a little point to kind of uh, segue the podcast into some things that we are thankful for with United. It's obviously you know it's pretty awful right now, as you said earlier. It's you know one of the worst times to be a blade in terms of like the you know week to week enjoyment of of football yeah. so i think uh, i think it do us do us some good just to, to list off a few things that we are thankful for just to just to end off this week so do you want to uh, do you want to drop the first thing you're thankful for yeah i think look it's been such a good ride these last four years and i think pound for pound we've probably been the most, would you argue that we've been the most successful team in england over the last four years from whatever our own expectations were. Mm, I'm struggling to think of a counter-argument to that one. I can't think of anyone else who's had four years. I mean, even in the Championship, we finished mid-table. That would be beyond like, our expectations. We thought we might be 15th, 16th or something. Yeah. We were top of the league. We beat Leeds away. We beat Wednesday that season away, 4-2 in a historic game. The four Yeah, it's, it's awful at the moment, and it's, it's sad to see these players go through this after what they've given us, like I said earlier, but... We've arguably been the most successful team in England in the past four years. We've seen players realise the dream. It's just been an unbelievable... Normally, you have one good season and then a bit of a dodgy one and a bad one. That's how every club goes. You know, they have a couple of decent yeah. seasons. We've had four solid seasons of, of genuine moments that will live forever. Yeah, I think... It- I think maybe if you go down the leagues into League One and Two, there might be a couple of you know like Newport or someone like that. Maybe Harrogate or someone like that. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, now that I've said Newport, I'm wondering if they've just finished like 18th in League Two for the last four years and <laughs> yeah. actually done anything. Like Luton, thought- maybe Luton did back-to-back promotions, I think, didn't they, up to the Championship maybe. But it's definitely, I'd say we're definitely in like the top three. Yeah, and obviously it's on a bigger scale because not only did we get promoted to the Premier League, which is huge, then we finished top 10 in the Premier League as well. Yeah, which actually we, we, looks we are, even more interesting. so much praise thrown our way in the past like four seasons. It's been unlike anything I've ever experienced as a Sheffield United fan. So as much as we're getting this season from from every angle, and rightly so, we've got one point after ten. That, these four years before, I, I wouldn't as I wouldn't swap them. For, for, I'd have, I'll accept this season being terrible. I wouldn't swap that. You know, this season being okay for the, for the last four seasons that have just gone. Yeah. I've never seen that really badly, but you get what I mean. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, yeah, they're, they're, you know, for whatever, you know, the COVID affecting the end of last season, you know, it doesn't take away the memories that I will have from that season. I know, you know, there's a bit of debate at the end of it. It was like, well, we didn't finish in, we didn't qualify for Europe, so who yeah. cares kind of thing. I watched but... Southampton yesterday against Man United, and obviously they two and a lot, lost 3-2. It was so much like our game against them last season. Mm. And it made me think, you know, even that game where, you know, we let two 0 What a moment when McBurney equalised. It's just these things that when everything's died down and McBurney's left and Moose's left and Wilder's left, and we'll look back in ten years and say, "Why word that were that were that's why you go to football matches." Yeah, that game against Man United. Yeah, that was right up there. Um, my thing to be thankful for, and I'm 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 like really disappointed in myself. I didn't mention this last week, but it is um, I'm thankful for Chris Basham who made his 250th league appearance mm. for the Blades against West Ham and I really can't believe I neglected to mention it but I I just want to like it's amazing that the journey that he has been on with us and the evolution I mean you said it you say almost every single week at this point but he's like one of our more attacking most important attacking players and you know it, it kind of fits that thing of like these aren't just a team of mercenaries you know we've got the the blade as manager you've got Sharp's been here as like captain and top scorer and all this in the promotion seasons and scoring goals in the Premier League but you know, just having Basham in your team every week, it's, it's because it's 250 plus games now, you kind yeah. of just take it for granted, but got to be thankful for that man still And I think, there. again, if, we, if the season ends, because Berg's had a couple of bad games in a row, season ends mm. now, he's up there again, and if a player of the season. I think he's going to be, yeah. What, uh, what else have you got? I've got, this is almost as like a back end of compliment, but I think we look like a good championship team, no matter what happens. So as long as we don't have a mad fire sale and get mm. rid of Wilder, Next season could be pretty exciting, I think. I mean, you can never say, you know. But I've seen some people say, like, oh, uh, you know, look at Sunderland. I don't think we're anything like Sunderland. I don't think the comparisons are anywhere. But you look at the top three in the championship, and I think this team that we've got now, you know, we're a bit more form and O'Connell back and maybe a couple of additions and stuff. I think we beat all three of them, to be honest. Yeah, this could be famous last words, but uh, yeah, I, 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 do, I do know what you mean. So sorry, on my other point, like what I said before, you'd have told us four years ago, ah, we're a bit disappointed because we look like we're a championship team, a, de- a good championship team. It's like, well, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, uh, somebody pointed this out to me on uh, on Twitter earlier about how we're just, uh, you know, Still part, kind of all part of the master plan. You go down this season, you storm the championship, come yeah. back strong. It did, did occur to me, you know, we, we we're trying so hard to emulate the Burnley model. That's what they did, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, you know, they. Well, I was stayed up. Oh, that's annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you yeah, look at the went... players we've got. Even the players who aren't playing Bogle, proven championship, 
Mm. Uh, if Egan says, Egan proven, you know, Basham's not going to go. Basham will be fantastic at that level. Uh, John Fleck, the, the strike force looks incredible for championship level. You'd think so. and they, I mean, it, I've, I've got a similar kind of point, actually, that I'm also thankful for. And, uh, yeah, I'll just kind of drop it into here, I guess, is that, yeah, I, th- I do think the we should be thankful for the fact that if the worst happens and we do get relegated, I do think the core of the squad will still be here next season if we if we want it to be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, feel free to uh, clip this and tweet it to me in eight months' time. But, you know, players like Egan, Fleck, Ender, Baldock, they're all either entering or already in their 30s by the end of this season. Yeah. No one's going to buy Jack O'Connell until they see what he's like post-injury, which will be at least midway through yeah. next season in terms of like, you know, then there'll be a body of evidence of how he's recovered. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't, you know, I just I just don't see, I don't see many takers for a lot of our players due to where they are in their career. I mean, you mentioned Egan there. I could see... Uh, you know, a, a sort of lower echelon Premier League team. Yeah, thinking, yeah he's a good, solid I, Premier League player. But it's a, it's a, you, you're making two points there, which is a pessimistic one and an optimistic one. The pessimistic side is it says it's a story. It tells a story that we're probably going to keep hold of the most of the squad if we go down. It sort of says that they're probably possibly not Premier League quality as mm. players. But at the other at the other end of it is that we still have this team that we know is definitely good enough for the Championship. Um, like I say. Egan might go, someone like, I don't know, uh, Brighton, maybe someone like that, could sign him, someone like that, that sort of stature. Um, O'Connell, Fulham might take a chance on him because they're idiots, you know what I mean? Someone like that, <laughs> just a desperate team. That obviously did with Congolo or whatever he was called from Huddersfield. Uh, mm. um, Berger, I think, will definitely go. Yes. I think that's it. Maybe George Baldock, as I said, maybe he can come in for a newly promoted team or something like that. I don't see anyone else going. Yeah, Berger and Moussa would be the two that I would Moussa, say would probably sorry, yeah, but, but, Moussa but, will go probably... Again, I think that'll be our decision. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, the the thing is, like... And then you've got the... You know, the fact that we... Most of our signings have been younger players in the last, yeah. what, 18 months or so. And I, I think you can absolutely debate whether that was the right thing to do in terms of, I guess, maintaining our Premier League status. I mean, right now, it, it doesn't look like the, we've got the mix right, but... No. You know, you expect all those players to take a step forward performance-wise over the next 12 months. That's just yeah. how development works. And the then thing, The transfer window at the moment is looking really, really poor. And I've said it and I've said it <clears> last <throat> couple of weeks ago. I get it a 6 out of 10. And I, I, I have to give it much lower than that, I think, at the moment from what we've seen. That said, mm. we might not know how good... We, who knows, in two years' time, we might be saying, that were a fan, that's built the nucleus for the team going forward. We've got Brewster, we've got... Bogle, we've got Ramsdale. I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, it's not. It, it's it's realistic, I think, to think that you know, three or four seasons down the line, you could be saying, "Well, they were our main players that got us back up," or you know. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is not unfeasible at all. Um, I'll, I'll use this just this is kind of next season thing just to segue into my my next thing to be thankful for actually, and that is we're going to get back to games eventually. It's it's going to happen. It is an absolute that it is going to happen. When it happens, is obviously. Uh, still TBD, but we will be back at Bramall Lane and we will be back at away games and I'm going to love every single minute of it, regardless of what division we're in. And I will also say, if we are in the Championship, those away tickets become a little bit more accessible, which is always always a nice thing. All the money I've saved by not going to games this season, I'll probably blow when we we, we can get back. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, you know... uh, 
obviously I wish that would happen a lot more sooner than it's uh, it's going to but just the the knowledge that it will happen um, mm. and we'll be back at the lane at some point is uh, is definitely one I'm thankful for and then my final thing is uh, he's been stuck on it for a little while and I'm, I'm sick of hearing about it at the start of every game now but 99 wins for Chris Wilder I'm grateful for every single one of those and uh very much in anticipation of uh, of number one hundred. So yeah. yeah, that's uh that's that's my final thing. Have you got anything else to add? Uh we saw Keen Bryan play a Premier League game, which I think in about well, I don't know, you mean you're looking back in ten years, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, well I wonder if that'll be one of those it, it might be one of those things that like is so stupid that everyone remembers it. You know when you have to do like the I mean. uh we've got a quirk, even though this season looks like it's gonna be absolutely appalling like all the way through, we've got that quirk of like sort of do you remember when Keen Bryan played a Premier League game? Oh, yeah, where's he now? Oh, he's at Aldershot. <laughs> yeah, the, the fact that uh, the world was gripped by a global pandemic doesn't make the season memorable enough. No, no, <laughs> it was no. It's no, the no, one no. Keen Bryan played Keen, in. The Keen Bryan season. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Um, nice one. But, yeah, look, it's it's all good, mate. There's, uh, like I say, bigger picture. There's things to be thankful for. I know this sounds terribly defeatist. And, uh, you know, I'm certainly not... I know we were talking there about like, oh well, if we are in the championship next season, but I think it's, I think that's a realistic conversation to have without we you know. It, you... Have had the second worst start ever in top flight history, not Premier League, yeah. ever. So, so I, I don't think I'd, people might say, "Oh, you're being too negative." I, I can't, I can't see how, I, how you can spin it as a positive. Really, the only positive yeah. is we have no one's pulled away from us yet, but realistically we've had the second worst start in the past 120 years or whatever it is of yeah. English football it's you can't it's not you know, great it'd be ridiculous for us to sit here and say we're gonna be fine don't worry about it yeah and we may be we may well be there are 28 games to go we might only who knows we might only need like 30 points to stay up or something like that well, but my mates actually messaged me because I honestly think whoever stays up is gonna, is gonna stay up with 20 points and I don't agree with <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not going along with that but at the same time you look at it and you're thinking there are some bad teams down there <laughs> so yeah but no, you're right. You can't. I, I, I just. I. I think you can be. You can be positive, but um, it's hard to say that this is a positive situation that we find ourselves in right now. Um, I mean, a Leeds fan replied to me this morning saying, "Like, you're only six points behind Burnley. Like, why? Why all the doom and gloom?" I was like, "We've got one point from ten games. We've scored two goals that weren't penalties in nine hundred minutes. Like, it's hardly yeah. party time, is it? There's almost literally nothing to enjoy out of those no. 900 minutes. I mean, um, who knows? You might win the next three. Who knows? You know, I mean, I want to say stranger yeah. things have happened, but I'm not sure if they have. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to have a game where we score like two of our first three shots and we're 2-0 up after like 10 minutes. I, I guarantee that that is going to happen at some point. You can write that one down. Well, Let's I do think it. it's important as well. Um, and this this is real. I'm, we're talking about positives. I've gone proper negative here. But I do think it's important not to go down in a Derby-style situation because I think that could hang over the club. I think it's all right going down with 28 points. You know, that's not mm. a massive embarrassment. Uh, or even th- getting the 30s or whatever. I think going down with sort of like what we're on course to do, like five or six points, that is something that I think we'll really, really find it mentally hard to recover from next season. Yeah, it's right off as the, the COVID season. Yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> I'm just, whoever wins, let me say you didn't really win it because no one were there, no one saw it. It could be for all we know these these could be CGI computer generated matches that we're watching. There. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Interestingly, um, no one's actually seen it with their own eyes. 
Yes, very got very philosophical here for a moment. <laughs> Plato's Premier League. Um, <laughs> Sporting Index actually. I mean, we're now their their point spread. We are now nineteenth, predicted to finish nineteenth, but they still give us thirty points as the uh, the buy or sell mark. So would you then... take thirty points now? Oh, that's a question. Um, no, because I don't think that keeps you up. So, no, I know, no. It's, I know, it's, I know. Thirty points is more than ten points, but um, no, I, I, that's ba- to me. That's basically saying, would you accept relegation? And the answer is no. Yeah, <clears throat> well, it, would you accept relegation? On the on the uh, the flip side, could be a humiliating relegation. I suppose is what he's so negative. This, <laughs> <How much laughs> yeah, you really <laughs> deal or no How deal. Much are you to accept, go down by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer that decision. Um, <laughs> final uh, final final thing for this week. Uh, Who do you want in the FA Cup? <laughs> so I think the draw is tonight. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, someone on S two again. I hope we get Wednesday. Like, no, 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 not this. No. I don't I want them think, anyway. Yeah. How much is it? Obviously, a one nil Pulis win that. Uh, the way things are going. <laughs> I have been very bullish about wanting Wednesday in the cup for the last couple of seasons. Yeah. I do not want that in this season's FA Cup at no. all. Um, I think. I mean, to, I'm. I just absolutely do not care about this because we can't go to these games anyway. So, no. just eh, who cares? Like, I, I feel like there's just proper team. We might see Bogle. Yeah, we might, yeah. Um, a wild bogle and... flying around, but uh, yeah, <laughs> Maybe I, Kim I, Brian I don't, won't anybody, play. anybody, and I mean anybody, but even if it's Man United away, we get hammered four 0 or whatever. Anybody but Wednesday because it's just got every. Mm. It's all lined up for a one 0 Pulis off a corner because we're rubbish at yeah. everything that we're rubbish at corners and stuff. That's what Wednesday will be good at. So I, yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think what I would like is a. Either a Premier League team, like a mid-table to lower table Premier League team, or a good Championship team, um, mm. as a a competitive game, basically. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Where where we can feel good if we win. I think that's yeah, what I want. Yeah. Almost like a you know a, Brentford, a preseason oh, game with some meaning. Like no, not Brentford. I don't think I handle the smugness if they beat us. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> like yeah, random very, very French true. teenager they've plucked out of obscurity this time <laughs> is banging in twenty goals. Um, although I suppose we could you know then what, buy them in. Getting on league side away, we'll almost definitely be on TV, won't we? Would we be able to go? Oh, that's a good point. That's an ex- oh, that, yeah. You see, now you're thinking. Now we're thinking. Like, yeah. Not I mean, obviously way. you uh, obviously you can't travel outside of a um, oh, yeah. to, to an away game. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I live in London. I don't know if I've ever heard it. Never told anyone of that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even know why I'm laughing. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, right, mate. I think we're we're good. I think we uh, we've we've covered off yet another defeat in. Uh, well, the 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 strongest terms that I'm willing to to mm. get into without making myself feel too downbeat. I mean, it's just, and I, I don't feel good about this, but it's kind of what I said last week. Is like. It doesn't really get me down to the degree that it would have done twelve months ago or even eight months ago or something I'm like a, that. I'm, I'm the same. I mean, I did a after the match uh, analysis for sure and viewers. I'm going to send them, and that's quite mm. downbeat actually because I were gutted after the game just because it was so sad. How many chances? Yeah, and, sad, and, not annoyed. Yeah, yeah, it was sad. It wasn't anger. I wasn't angry. It was just sort of 
I felt sorry for us in a way because we yeah. clearly didn't deserve to lose, but we're clearly not good enough to, well, seemingly not good enough to, to stay up. So it was a sad sort of reflection. But yeah, the anger is completely gone. Yeah, which I don't feel good about in a way. I mean, it's probably better, you know. We could probably maybe... change actually. Last week's pod, we shouldn't have done this. Just taken out the brom, and you could have sorry the ham, and you could have uh, <laughs> added in brom. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did call them West Brom at some point last week. So yeah, yeah you're right. Maybe just like just last week's pod, exactly the same. You take out where I say West Ham, or you say West Ham to West Brom, like that. <laughs> you know, like edit it in, and we've got the same pod. We didn't have to do, waste the time doing this. Yeah, I know. Well, and I've almost run out of time, so we're going to wrap it up here. What's uh, when's our next game? Is it Saturday? What crazy Sunday. kickoff time are they giving us this time? Sunday is it twelve or two? Two o'clock Sunday. Two fifteen. Two fifteen. Weird time. No, back at back at Fortress Bramall Lane. Yeah, it's Leicester. That'll be nice and June. easy. Leicester win the game. Yeah. They go top. So yeah, stop. Just don't foul them in the box, and it will be much easier. That's the trick. Um, but yeah, I think you can. Uh, you know, I gave you a. I told you my solid one nil home win prediction. I think uh, all the money on Jamie Vardy anytime goal scorer for this one. Has to um, be, doesn't it? Has to be. Yeah. Yeah. He, I don't know how he didn't score against us um, in the away game last year. Do you remember? He absolutely just pulled us to yeah. pieces. Yeah, had like four or five. Good saves off, didn't I? Ah, uh, that is true. Yes, don't. I'm almost thinking we shouldn't say his name anymore because I feel like <laughs> Henderson. That is, it just feels like a slight on Ramsdale at this stage. Yeah, Henderson made yeah. his manu. His Man U League debut yesterday, didn't he? Yeah. Um, well, he tweeted on Instagram it was his Premier League debut, didn't he? Yeah, my uh, my eyebrows <laughs> were raised. I was I was reaching for the unfollow button when I saw that one, but I'll, <laughs> I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and mean think that he just couldn't be bothered to write for Manchester United. Yeah. So, but I'm watching Dean. You be careful. Um, <laughs> right, mate. Uh, where can people see the view from West Brom? Quite good, the view from West Brom, to be fair to him. I have to admit, really fair. They basically said, mm. yeah, we got hammered. Um, we didn't deserve to win. We're both going down. So, <laughs> Does that make you feel better or worse when opposition fans It made me feel better because there's nothing worse than smug fans when you deserve to get something out of a game. And they weren't yeah. smug at all. There were a couple of them saying, I don't care, we won, which, yeah, fair enough. But I think they were really, they've got their eyes wide open about how bad they are as well, to be fair, which made me feel a bit better. But is it RoysViewFrom.com yeah. or follow me I'm, I'm, yeah, at Panchero on Twitter? Good man. And uh, yeah, you can get me as always at BladesPod on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's it, mate. We, uh, we, we've we covered off another game. We'll be back, of course, after the Leicester game. Who knows what's going to happen in that one? I'm sure another single goal defeat is is not on the way at all. Yeah. probably get hammered now said that. I mean, that was, that was the only thing that stopped me from tweeting out this prediction about a 1-0 home win was that I thought immediately it would become a 2-0 or 3-0 home win. So yeah. I thought I'll just sit on that one till full time and then drop it uh, drop it afterwards. Uh, but there we go. Um, thank you very much for, for sitting through these Blades games, mate, and then spending an hour or so talking about it. Yeah, my... yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's fantastic. I do appreciate it. <laughs> no, and, all right. Uh, Saturday night, excuse to have a couple of drinks. You know, so. That's true, yeah. I could probably get by if all our games were 8pm on Saturday. Actually, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. And that'll be all right, yeah. yeah. Everything's sorted. You can just sit down and, uh, well, I can't say enjoy it, but <laughs> you yeah. don't have to worry about anything else while that's going on, I suppose. Good stuff, mate. Uh, I will talk to you later. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, I'll catch up with you soon. Cheers, bro. Thank you. Big thanks to Andrew. Thank you, as always, to yourself for downloading and for listening to this podcast. And finally, a big thank you to a sponsor of BladesPod, and that is, of course, Glistening Kicks. Now, do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers 
and think they could use a bit of a touch-up, then look no further than Glistening Kicks, a Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers and trainers. Glistening Kicks will remove loose dirt and debris. They'll give laces, shoes and midsoles a deep clean. They can also touch up any scuffs or imperfections. And if you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. Whether it's a pair of designer shoes or a well-loved and much-worn set of favourite trainers, Glistening Kicks offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas, including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast and reliable courier service. So you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Should also mention that Glistening Kicks is run by Blades fans and they now offer a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers or if you have a Wednesday fan in your life that you think needs cheering up, uh, which is probably all of them, I guess, uh, the Wednesday logo is also available. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair. Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. Plus, follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Thank you.